Stirring the Pot with Drip Kitchen. All right. All right. What would Taylor do? <laughs> the new segment, since we're waiting on her ass. Yeah. What do you think Taylor would have done if she ripped her pants at FD? I think she would have played it off real cool. Really? I feel like she would have been like, no, guys, I can't do it. This is a sign. I can't do it. What if it was during the actual ceremony, though? (laughs) She'd probably use the umbrella to, like, cover her ass. That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) Oh, I got you, but Kim, you still got those extra pants? <laughs> Kim, I love how you were wearing no shoes at one point on the live feed. Yeah, I mean, out of all the times I was wearing shoes, <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty bad that they caught me just flip-flopping my flippers um, out of the stadium for a moment. It wasn't too long, but it was long enough for me to notice and be like, oh, good, they didn't get me when I was ho- you know, hobbling out of the stadium in the heels. They got me. Uh, literally just like when I said, fuck it, and clocked out. <laughs> Dude, your feet looked rough. They did, but um, good news, uh, one of my blisters broke, so it just looks like uh, my baby toe is wearing a glove. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, you had a lot of blisters. That was pretty gross. Yeah, that goes to show how you know much I wear nice shoes. <laughs> but this might be the time for feet pics, dude. People might be into that. Yeah, if anybody likes some gloved feet, <laughs> hit me up. Those bad boys are draining. <laughs> That's I gross. Couldn't, I couldn't believe uh, Leia wearing the pleasers. Giant pleasers. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, I give her a lot of credit. I wouldn't have made it two steps in those things. <laughs> those things I, I don't know how she did it. Especially with the, like, pavement, just, like, all the little, like, rocks on the pavement. I'm just like, oh, girl. Yeah, I was actually inspired by her to take off my shoes because during the first ceremony for Prospect, um, she said fuck it and she kicked off her shoes while we were leaving the stadium. And then, of course, like I said, the one shot they get (laughs) of me leaving the stadium is when I went, that's not a bad idea. (laughs) Taylor was... Oh my god. I don't even... I didn't know she was hiding that figure. I didn't either, dude. That was crazy. She put on those pants and we were all trying to slap her butt all day. First FD. Gets to drive in pro bro down. Gets to be an umbrella girl. And gets to have her car there. All clear-coated, everything. I'm like, god damn. What a great FD. For Taylor. And for all of us, but mostly for Taylor. (laughs) Good for her. Yeah, I feel like uh, we should probably promote ourselves a little bit here. Like, I don't think people even know we have a Patreon. Oh, yeah, we haven't really talked about that. But yeah, if you guys feel like supporting our lives, that'd be sick. Yeah, we got, um, you can check out uh, patreon.com slash podcast. Yeah, please do. We're so poor. Seriously, we... uh. We still got that Walmart poverty tent going on. <laughs> Actually, we upgraded to the Dick Sporting Goods, like lower um, middle class. Yeah, yeah, we're moving on up. Yeah, Dick's is expensive for a row down. How is that? 
fucking oh, yeah. sick. It was probably one of the best days. Like it was, it was just so great. Even though, I mean, there are two run groups. I was still cooked as if I drove a whole damn day. Yeah, it literally felt like we drove a million times. Um, how did you feel? How did you feel when you were like down on the actual track, like during the ceremony, like and looking at all those damn people? To be honest with you, is it weird that I feel like I didn't even notice the people and I was more concerned about everything that was going on down track? Like, did you feel like, I don't know, I kind of like disassociated a lot, I think. I tried not to look at the people. At one point, I just was looking at the big screen and I saw, I'm like, oh my God, it was just like pointed right at my back for like fucking (laughs) what felt like two minutes. (laughs) I like moved my head slightly. I'm like, oh man, it is me. We should probably introduce our guests. Oh yeah, smart idea. Who was also at Pro Bro Down and FD this weekend? Yeah, I wonder if she's as cooked as we are. So Sammy was actually probably one of the first female drifters from Club Loose ever that I met. Um, I, me and Alexis met Sammy a fucking long time ago, actually, at the Turk House. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, she was one of the first people to support Drift Kitchen, like. Right when we first came out with the idea. Yeah, dude, she came all the way down from Jersey to Connecticut. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, for our first ever one. Aw, I didn't even know that. Yeah, Aww. she drove it. Yeah, dude, she's badass. And honestly, every time I'm at an event and I have an animal question, I ask Sammy. <laughs> I have also talked to her about vet needs about diesel, so. <laughs> yeah, cause didn't she have like a chipmunk and we were both talking to her about like owning a chipmunk? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, it was like she, a oh, she had the fat one. The fat one, yeah. Yeah, she had that fat chipmunk that she was trying to get healthy. You know, that was adorable. I think she called him a like oh, a chunk monk or something or a chip chunk, something chip like chunk. that. Hello, hi. Hey. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. So, anyways, um, it's funny though because we just brought up me and Alexis were talking about it and when we first met you and it was actually like a while ago at the turk house which is kind of funny that was oh my god that's like ancient fucking history (laughs) at least like what like 2012 2013 something like that it was a long time ago because i remember club loose like going down there was like a distant dream for me and alexis we're like no we'll keep it local like the first time we even went to ready said drift we're like holy shit dude we're in pennsylvania (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's what I first said too when I went down there the first time. <laughs> You're like, wow, I'm really traveling. Yeah, that's like a, that's definitely far for you guys for sure. It is, and I think when you're younger, you're like less prone to go like six hours away from home than you are when you're older, and you're like, I'll figure this shit out. I got my own money. <laughs> yeah, I could not have traveled <laughs> this far when I was like 16. No, I'd be terrified. I'd be like, I don't know. My dad's not going to pay for that tow. No. Well, look at y'all now. You're at like every event. It's like ridiculous. And it's awesome. Yeah, we were just saying how exhausted we all are. Oh my God, I can only imagine. This, I'm still like recovering from this weekend. I just, uh, I don't know. I haven't partied like that in a long time. Were you guys even in the bar Saturday night? I, <laughs> yes, but I was like out of the bar super early i honestly went there just to wrap up like the rest of fd on the tv which is funny because it's kind of weird when you're like fuck this i don't want to watch this in person i'm just gonna go next door (laughs) 
Like, but like, I was just so tired that I was like, I just want to sit down in a cushiony seat and just like, yeah. Hang. And uh, it, it was a late one too, but um, no, I didn't stay out that late. But I regret it because um, I basically ended up just watching CeeLo for like forty five minutes and then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i then i saw the pictures and the stories and i was like son of a bitch <laughs> yeah i know i regret not being there because we missed tl dancing tl was having a good time too she she was doing her dirty dancing with andrew <laughs> i saw that and i was like that alone would have made it worth staying up till four in the morning with everybody right <laughs> some people were up till like six there. i heard i left the bar like Close to two or three, I think. I didn't finally go to sleep till like four, I think, but yeah. it was worth it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you guys do it. I feel like after sitting in the sun all day and then it raining, I was like, I just yeah. Well, you guys were out. I only got there at I don't know five o'clock, so I was still like ready and raring to go. Sorry, there's gonna be dogs barking. No, well, that's okay. okay. Who's in the background? My thing. Little dog Sprocket is usually pretty good, but I'm watching another dog that o- looks almost identical to her. So, like, when they, one starts barking, they both start barking. So, it's just... They're probably barking at some random animal outside. I don't know. They're just feeding off of each other. Pretty much. That's usually what happens. Are you fostering? No, I, this is a dog that I pet sit for one of my clients. So, we've they've been coming to me, to my hospital for a really long time and then it switched owners and they still kept coming with their dogs and then they're all all their dogs passed away and then they adopted this tiny chihuahua who looks like my chihuahua and i don't know if like sprocket had a um had a i don't know what's the word influence on that i guess because they really loved her and then they found this dog that looks just like her so they would like board her at my office. She's like one of the only dogs that we'd ever board there because we don't have enough room and she's so small that it's easy. And then I was just like, well, I can just take her home with me because her and Sprocket are like best buds. So now they just call me all the time and they're like, can Sprocket stay with you for a week? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, that's awesome. We were trying to figure out the name of your chipmunk. Oh, so, well, there's two. So I have two chipmunks. Um, there's Chopper the Chubmunk, which is. <laughs> Baby, I call her Baby Chops. She's the original one that I had. And then the second one I have, I just, I never gave her, like, a really good name. I just was calling her Stumpy because I didn't have any intentions of keeping her. Like, she was supposed to be a rehab and release. And she, like, we couldn't get her to, like, turn around. She's got really bad, like, neurological issues. So she's blind in her one eye. And her, she's got a really bad head tilt. And she kind of, like, spins in circles sometimes. So she can't really be released. And I was like, well, like... She's got a decent quality of life. I have a big enough enclosure where I can separate the two of them and they can live comfortably. And I was like, I don't want to just, like, put her to sleep. You know, it's not. So. So now I have two chipmunks. It's funny. We were trying to remember what you called the fat one. And we were having such a hard time. And I, <laughs> I say chip chunk. Yeah. <laughs> it's Chopper the Chipmunk. Exactly. That's what it was. Oh, my God. It was so cute, though. I know it's not healthy, but it's so cute. I know. She was, oh my gosh, she was so freaking cute when she was chubby, and now she's like normal chipmunk size, and I'm like, oh, that's what you were supposed to look like. Whoever had this chipmunk before I got her, like, really did her no justice at all. <laughs> Believe it or not, they don't eat Oreos in the wild. Or maybe right. they do. Yeah, exactly. 
How do you even put a chipmunk on a restrictive diet? So, essentially, it just came down to, obviously, feeding her the appropriate diet, because she was not, I don't know what she was getting fed, um, but there, and then pretty much, I had, like, a little drug scale, and I was, like, measuring her food every day, and, like, I have all these, like, chipmunk care books, and I was going by, like, what adult chipmunks, how much adult chipmunks eat in the wild, so I'm, like, measuring out her food, and then I would switch every other day from, like, dry seed and berry and all this other stuff mixed, and then someday she would get, like, fresh fruits and vegetables, so we got it, I got her down to, like, half of her size, and then at one point over one of the winters, she kind of, like, jumped back up again, and then now she's back to, like, a good weight, so now I'm not as restrictive with her portions, but... For a while, I was literally meal prepping for my chipmunk, and uh, I got, like, those little jello shot cups. I would, like, spend a day, not a day, but I'd spend some time and weigh everything out per gram, put the, you know, and just stick it in the fridge with the fresh fruits and veggies, and so, yeah, that's never meal prepped for myself, but I do it for my chipmunk. (laughs) It's funny, because I pictured, like, little chipmunk-sized Tupperware, like, all in the fridge for some reason. I mean... That's basically, I mean, if you think about it, that's what it looked like. It's literally the Jell-O shot cups with the little lids on it. I found them at the store, and I was like, these are perfect! (laughs) Um, So, obviously, you love animals. What, like, really got drifting for kittens going? Um, I don't know, actually. I feel like just one day when I was... um, I don't even know. To be honest, I don't know. I just started saying it. Me and my friend Lindsay just started saying like oh we're drifting for kittens or something like just coming up with stupid sayings and that's literally all it was was just a saying and uh then it i don't know just snowballed from there i was just like maybe i could do something with this and then i started coming up with silly ideas i think the first thing i ever made was just like these lucky cat like necklaces with little wrenches on them that was like the first thing i ever did and then just like a really terrible photoshopped logo and then it just kind of grew, sort of. We've, I've kind of plateaued a little bit, but, you know. So far, my um, my favorite shirt that you have is the, like, initial D-themed cat. <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's so funny. That definitely is my number one selling design, for sure. And that was, I don't know why I even thought of it or how, but I drew this, like, really crappy sketch and I hit up my my friend Lindsay she does like graphic design Lindsay Catone and she I was like can you fix this and she just like made it what it is and I was like it's perfect and it just yeah everybody loves that one it is a really good one <coughs> I like the I show like your kitties one yeah, yeah I was your kitties. about to say that that's a good one too I like that one too I don't know I just like punny things like it you know makes it better I guess when you just have like a good uh pun behind it or joke or whatever excuse me little dog come on oh i get trust me i i ask them i buy like the dumbest t-shirts on purpose (laughs) like i will buy stuff just because it says something ridiculous like i remember so i smoke cigarettes and for some reason this was a while ago i thought it was so funny to uh have a shirt that says smoking kills with like a no smoking sign and then smoke cigarettes for some reason i was like yeah i don't know but that hasn't changed i've gotten more sophisticated but 
that's definitely a shirt or something that I would do because I definitely have no smoking signs like around my house somewhere and just crank butts in front of them all the time. Did you used to work like at a zoo or something? Because I remember you having all these exotic animals. Yeah, so in um, 2012, actually, 2012, I interned at like two different zoos when I was away at school. And, um, and then in like 2015, I want to say, I was interning at the Staten Island Zoo. So I had a couple of spots that I would go to had a bunch of cool animals over there. The, the one upstate, it was uh, Syracuse, Rosemond Gifford Zoo in Syracuse. Um, I used to, I didn't get, in, didn't get to like handle any of them, but I had like on my rotation, we had tigers, I had snow leopards, I had, um, I think those were only like big cats I had, a couple other random like deer and stuff like that, but there was like five, five tigers and it was like the coolest experience of my life and I definitely remember when my mentor keeper was around the corner inside the tiger house that I like booped one of the tigers on the snoot and it was like the happiest day of my life and I'll probably never forget it ever <laughs> that's so no crazy. like the white tigers or the orange ones no they're the orange they were um um your tigers they call them they're like one of the more endangered I think in the wild so not nearly as big as some of the other tigers out there, but, you know, they could definitely kill me if they wanted to. <clears throat> what was the coolest animal you got to pet? Because for some reason, that's, like, the only reason I'd want to do that is, like, I have this weird undying need to, like, know what a penguin feels like. I have pet a penguin. Um, oh. His name was Kevin. Uh, what else have I pet? I mean, I've held armadillos. I've pet a sloth. Um... Have you Honestly. pet an eagle? What? Have you pet an eagle? I have not pet an eagle, believe it or not. I do get some some cool birds in at my job because we work with one of the wildlife rehabs. We just recently had a great horned owl, a lot of hawks, no eagles, but um, I don't know. The tiger was definitely like, the, I didn't get to pet the tiger. I got to touch its nose, but I think I also that- pet one of the snow leopards through the fence once, too. Oh. <laughs> I'm like so excited for you. I like how e- Alexis keeps trying to turn this into an eagle podcast. We talked about eagles last podcast. Listen, eagles are pretty amazing, and they're not very common on Long Island anymore. Because years ago, like the whole thing with when they were spraying like DEET and DDT or whatever, you, whatever it's called, all those chemicals, they like killed them all off, and uh, they just slowly started repopulating within like the last decade. I want to say. So, I've only ever seen one, and I just keep getting mad because I'm in a wildlife photography group for the island that people keep posting breeding pairs and eaglets, and I'm like, where are they? But they won't reveal their location so people don't go, like, swarming there. So, I kind of just have to scope out the spots I know that they're at and just hope to see one. But I only saw one once, and it flew over real quick, and I almost crashed my car because of it, so... (laughs) I feel you on the eagles there, Alexis. Cause you gotta awesome. come. You have to come up to Maine because you'll see maybe like a dozen in a day. I know. I keep seeing your videos. I oh man, yeah, I'm gonna have to come up there. <laughs> I feel like I always think I see them, and then I'll like describe it, and Manny or Alexis be like, "Nope, that was just a turkey vulture." <laughs> <laughs> From far away, they do. They can mistakenly, I guess, be mistaken for one another. <laughs> 
I pictured Taylor like pointing at a chicken and being like, saw one. (laughs) Oh, Taylor. Oh, man. (laughs) Turkey bolt. I'm sorry. That's funny. (laughs) Turkey vultures need love, too, all right? They're nature's cleanup crew. They do a phenomenal job of picking up all the roadkill. And they're gothy. What? And they're gothy. Exactly. Yeah, super gothy. Do you have, like, a favorite animal to work with? Like, cats or dogs? Or birds? I mean, in a vet, I guess in a, on a vet standpoint, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, prefer cats. Sometimes dogs are a lot easier to work with, though, because they actually, like, listen when you give them commands, so, um, I don't know. I mean, everybody knows I'm a cat person. <laughs> so... I don't know. That's really tough. I didn't think I was going to be asked that question. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, out of anything, I'd prefer to, at this point in my career, I'd prefer to stick with just wildlife because, I don't know, I've been working with cats and dogs for um, better part of almost 14 years, so it's like, wildlife is, is a little more exciting, but we don't get them in that often, so. I say, where exactly are you at? Long Island? Oh, you are in Long Island. For some reason, my dumb, dumb brain is always like, I confuse Long Island and Staten Island all everybody the time. Does, everybody that's not from here does that. They're like, oh, you're out in Staten Island, right? I'm like, nah, bro, it's fucking Long Island. It's like, totally different. See? I like, I always do that. That's why I'm like, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I'm going to come back. <laughs> no, it's okay. Okay. All right. Thank I won't God. take offense to it. Staten Island's okay, okay but you know, it's not okay. Long Island. I'm glad that other people have said it to you, though. That's <laughs> not the first. Probably won't be the last. Oh, absolutely not. I'll probably ask again. <laughs> now that it was brought up, now I'm just going to second guess it the whole time. Like, I don't know which one. Taylor has it written on her hand now. Long Island. Long Island. Long, long, you just have to remember Long Guy Land. Long Island. That's it. That's where I'm from. Oh. <laughs> Like that. Although, hold on. Okay, can we just bring up something? Do you do you say water or water? Water. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm in a weird say, place. Yeah, no. It's water it's a, and coffee. That's you know. Yeah. My mom called me the other day because there was um like one of the game shows on and one of the questions was like where does like water originate from and she's like and i knew the answer all because of reese (laughs) (laughs) originates from philly (laughs) i don't know what it is with that that like really like weirded me out at first and um it's like now i'm in this weird um middle ground where half the people i meet say water and then half the people i meet say water do they say it in jersey too yes do they yeah i told carly she says it and she says she's been she was lived in new jersey her whole life what got you into drifting in the first place like how did you get involved so uh, a bunch of friends started doing it out here on the islands back in like the early 2000s and at the time i remember when they tried to do like a demo event at our local racetrack it was like 2007 almost 2008 and I was living in Florida and I remember watching them do it and then 
I've always been interested in motorsports, kind of like as kids. My dad was like crew chief for a bunch of, like my uncles and my mom's race, my bunch of my uncles race, my dad's race. So kind of was just always involved in some way or shape in some type of racing or motorsports, either just watching or growing up with it. Like we spent almost every weekend at the track as kids for like circle track racing. <clears throat> so I would wanted to originally get into open wheel modifieds, but that's like big fucking money that I don't have. And I was just like, all right. And I just was like, maybe I'll get a drift car. And I didn't even know how to drive stick. And uh, at the time, I had just started hanging out or dating um, Biddle. And he kind of, like, helped me go for it, I guess. And bought the car in Albany for, like, 700 bucks. And uh, Biddle and, and uh, our friend Colin towed it down to the island for me. It was still, like, stock KA and... Got it. I learned how to drive stick and within like six or seven months went to my first event at Lime Rock so it's just I don't know it's just my friends and you know my boyfriend I guess at the time kind of got me into it and now I'm stuck so so you got to drive Lime Rock yep yeah and imagine buying a uh, hatch for 700 bucks yeah it was it was you know not the prettiest but you'll never get it for, it was running for the most part you'll never Is get it for so- that right is it the same one you still have now? Same, yeah, same hatch, but the motor obviously is a SR twenty. So I can't even imagine buying one for seven hundred bucks now. Right? I, I mean, I have a a quarter to a half of a shell in my backyard that I'd be lucky to sell for seven hundred dollars, but nothing else is in it. So I think you could probably still sell it for like seven hundred bucks right now. <laughs> yeah. Well. I mean, uh, definitely at least 700 I feel like I could probably get more for it, the way prices are going right now. I wouldn't doubt it, dude. You could uh, huck a brick at a 240 like two dozen times and it'll still go for seven grand. <laughs> yeah. I've been, every time I see people post their cars for sale, I'm just like, the prices that they're asking and then the prices that some people are getting i'm like maybe i should just sell my shit and just be like i don't know dude i've had the same thoughts I'm like, <laughs> Man, people just sold, someone just sold a hatch for eight grand that has like a blown motor i'm like damn wait they actually got eight grand for it yeah i don't know if that's the one with like the blown motor but they got eight grand for the hatch well that's what they were selling it for i don't know if they actually got it i guess that's ridiculous. I don't know. The prices for everything are just ridiculous. Uh, I just, uh, I don't know. Drifting's just fucking silly. That's it. That's what it comes down to. It really is. I feel like everybody that I meet, it's like, if they've been into it for a while, they're like, this is stupid, but, like, I'm just gonna keep doing it. Pretty much. <laughs> yep, I think I felt that way this weekend. Drifting was stupid? Just for, like, a quick second when I was, like, sweating my ass off in my car and, like, the whole front of my shirt and back of my shirt was just drenched. I'm like, damn, this is oh, the worst right now. <laughs> it is. That's, I, I don't like driving in the summer. It's way too hot. My car yeah. gets hot, I get hot, and I'm just like, no, not about it. I told myself no summer events this year, and uh, technically it was still spring by two days, so I'm done for a while. Yes, it's true. You're right about that. So, well, now you can just come and, like, hang out, right? 
Yeah, for sure. You guys need to get hobbies that involve, like, AC. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's just, like, that's how I plays it, because I don't need to, like, go change tires. I'll just go sit somewhere with AC for, like, an hour or two and be like, I'm not responsible for anything. It's very nice if we could, if I could put AC back in my car. I can only imagine what they would, what someone would sell that for. I said that they need to build like a single module uh, suite just on the like actual track side of English Town, so that there's like a viewing area <laughs> with air conditioning. Yeah, so you're yeah, not like inside and missing it, but like you're all you're still comfortable. Yeah. Honestly, that would be ideal. I think we need to show Tim um, a graph. Or what is it? What is spreadsheet. Thing? Spreadsheet. <laughs> so the success of that at an event and how many more workers he could have on every event if they had just cool AC where they wouldn't miss their homies drifting. I think it's in the budget. <laughs> just have a camera at every corner and we're all just watching from in there. Yeah, that's a good idea too. That should only cost another couple thousand dollars. <laughs> I feel like you could, probably, you could probably get everyone to pitch in like 20 bucks, 40 bucks or whatever just to have access to that. Yeah, that's about all they can afford. Those are VIP suites. They'll sell themselves. <laughs> that's true. You're right. I'd pay a dollar for it. Uh, I would too. I'd be like, club this event. Chet, I hope you reserved the suite. <laughs> <laughs> gonna have the the biggest donors like name written on it (laughs) oh yeah that'd be cool being engraved (laughs) everyone would know i'm just so broke donated five dollars i think the golf cart has like donation names on it oh yeah it's got a bunch of people's names on that it's like the og the og crew on there sammy what's the next event you're gonna drive Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I have to get tires and uh, not be so hot outside. I might drive independence moves, maybe. We'll see. I really want to drive independence moves, but I know I shouldn't. I gotta stay home. You're gonna stay home? Why? Yeah, I gotta gotta see my family. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good excuse. Wow. I'm like, how can I make it work? How can I drive Saturday, come home Saturday night? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. As she's yawning. <laughs> <laughs> My sleep schedule's all messed up, man. That's why we didn't stay at the bar on Saturday night, because Friday night was such a long night and like how everything got pushed back because of the stadium lights we had to be there like super early the next day uh were you guys set up all like all day friday too hell yeah that's awesome yeah and then i I think saturday we left the hotel at like what 6 30 6 45 yep plus we painted taylor's car thursday thursday night Yep. yep yeah it was a long few days Definitely still trying to recover from everything, but. And then it's like you get home. I was tired all day yesterday and still couldn't fall asleep till like 1 a.m. He 
because you're just probably your mind's just like in overdrive, trying to. It's like overwhelming. Yeah. I need to just sleep for like a solid two days. Dude. Can we just talk about how Sig like is crazy and like was purposely going out of the shade and into the sun on a ninety freaking five degree day? Dude, I'm surprised he doesn't cook like a damn hot dog on the ground. I know. Like, he just lays there, and if you even walk barefoot, like, that shit's hot, and you try to move him, he just goes right back. He it's loves so it. so weird. Okay, another failed attempt. I'm sorry. Uh, I love Sig, by the way, though. He is the cutest friggin' dog ever. He's a good dog. He... I love oh. it. Well, lately, he's been an asshole, and he doesn't listen very well. <laughs> I feel like every time I see Sprocket... She's just like sitting in a chair chilling. Like that's it. Unless another dog walks by. I tried to get her and Sig to be friends and she bit Sig in the face, so honestly, it's gotta be something that Sig does because a lot of dogs don't like him for some no, reason. You know, it's it's not Sig's fault at all because I didn't I don't know. Sometimes I think she's gonna be fine and other times it now I've come to the realization that she has this weird they call it, like, leash aggression or barrier aggression. So, like, if she's on a leash or if she's in a crate or behind a fence or something is blocking her from getting to said animal, then she's going to be an aggressor. I guess it's just a weird complex that some dogs get. But yeah. I was... What? I was just going to say, Diesel's the same exact way. Yeah. But if I let her off a leash or, you know, if she's on the ground and a dog comes up to her, she's fine. But if she's on a leash, she's going to try to growl and attack. If I'm holding her and trying to put her in, another, like, another dog her next to each other then she's you know she gets aggressive that way too but because i was fostering that fluffy pomeranian dog for a couple of months and i literally just walked in the house with him and put him on the floor and they were fine so she's just weird a lot of dogs don't a lot of dogs don't like sig though and i've seen it recently i feel like he's just like that little guy that like whispers like oh fuck you and then (laughs) You know, everyone thinks that, no, like... No, but he's so good, though. He seems like he's such a good boy with all their dogs. He just wants to play with everybody. I swear, him and Sprocket are going to be friends. I'm, it's going to happen. I keep I, wanting to bring Diesel down, but I'm just scared that Sig's just not going to want to play, and that's all Diesel's going to want to do, and he's yeah. just not going to like that. How old is Diesel? Uh, he's, like, nine, I think. Eight or oh. nine. He's definitely a dog with a personality, that's for sure. He ate my damn breakfast sandwich. <laughs> That's what they're good for. Dude, no food is safe. If you leave that shit anywhere. Surprisingly, I left a bowl accidentally out last night, and he didn't even lick it. I was actually really surprised and had to make sure he was okay. <laughs> yeah, like, he's literally licked the top of every drink I ever brought to your house. Oh, the coffees? He's obsessed. Yeah, and I get so upset. I'm like, that is disgusting. <laughs> pretty much I either when I come home I uh, stay in my scrubs from work until I get into my pajamas or I just never wear nice clothes in the house and I keep everything because otherwise I'll just be covered in cat and dog hair so uh, black hair so it's not so noticeable black hair is that what you said? yeah Diesel has black hair so his hair's not that noticeable <laughs> Which is good because it always gets like in between the transfer tape and our stickers. <laughs> yeah, I have to be so careful when I'm like packing up t-shirts and stuff like that. I keep a lint roller handy because then I definitely gave away a couple of shirts, sold a couple of shirts this weekend. I was like, sorry, there's some cat hair on it. Like, I hope you're not allergic. 
For me, it's either dog hair or my hair that yeah. you ship stuff out with. <laughs> I feel like that's a good thing, though. It's just a little extra love in there. Exactly. Right? But, uh, yeah, um, to wrap this up, uh, where can people find you? Where can they find Drifting for Kittens? Uh, well, the internet, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, my website is uh, www.driftinforkittens.org or at Driftin for Kittens on Instagram. Same thing on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, message me, whatever. I'll always, usually always answer unless you're being a tool, but, you know. <laughs> I swear I'm a nice person. So you are a nice girl. <laughs> well, thanks. You're a nice girl too. You are, and it's all donated to animals in need, right? What's that? I said you. I said well. First, you are a very nice girl, but it's all donated to animals in need, right? Like yes. So literally a hundred, probably a hundred and twenty percent of everything gets donated. So pretty much, um, you know, just the money to recoup the costs of. The supplies that I buy and everything left over gets donated and um, I don't make a single dime off of it. I actually lose money most of the time, which I'm fine with because this is my, my good deed and my charitable cause and, uh, you know, I do a lot of stuff through my job. We work with a shit ton of animal rescue, so I'm always, you know, putting money on accounts there and helping out groups that come in and doing stuff on the side, you know, volunteering and donating my time and, you know, whatever money I can spare and donate I will um, on my own but you know obviously all my profits go directly to whatever animal rescues you know it doesn't even I, I'm not even looking for I try not to donate to like the super big like government funded groups because I mean they're getting grants and things like that so I try to go for like local smaller rescues people's little fundraisers that they're doing for their animals you know stuff like that I've definitely, like I said, I've kind of plateaued a little bit. The last couple of years has just haven't been that great personally for me as far as working and, and just stress at home. I mean, I'm working anywhere from 50 to 60 hours a week um, on average. So that's pretty much the, the bulk of my time is spent doing that. So I definitely have slacked off on social media and, you know, promoting myself. And I, I tried for a while you know, just sharing stuff about animal advocacy and, like, pet care, and, and I'm trying to get a little better with it. It's just I, you know, I lose track of my focus, I guess, because I just get stressed out at work and, you know, stuff like that. But I'm going to try to be better with it, just, you know, maybe get someone to help me out with it eventually. Maybe just have someone be my, like, social media liaison so I don't have to worry about it. But that's pretty much it, I guess, just trying to promote animal animal welfare appropriately i'm not trying to be some crazy like PETA activist but you know i try to tell people the right thing to do make sure that they're aware because there's still people that you know still people that don't realize animals you know can die in a hot car and you know animals can burn their feet on the hot asphalt and it's just like silly little things that and i've seen it happen a dozen times at the track and myself and uh sarah penny and a couple other people we've we've yelled at people there before watching their dogs literally lift foot after foot up off the ground just trying to stop themselves from getting their feet burnt and you know we've actually in the years prior we've made posts and announcements like it's going to be really hot leave your dogs home unless you have an ac you know camper with an ac or something like that because it's just even if they're in the shade it's too much you know i mean there was i think a guy like a human passed out on sunday just standing there watching the event i know i saw a bunch of people with dogs and you know we were trying to be mindful and 
and uh, I had like these paper bowls, and you know, people were asking me, you know, can I take one? I'm like, yeah, it's what it's here for. Like, fill it with water, give it to your dog. So we try to bring stuff like that too. And and Sarah, and all them, like the, everyone at Club was is super, um, super pro dog, obviously, you know. And they they make a lot of donations to animal rescues and shelters too. So they're kind of like my helping hand with all that stuff too. So they've been really good about it. And uh, yeah, so. You know, don't leave your dog in the car if it's hot outside, guys. And if it's hot outside, test the asphalt before you take him for a walk. Otherwise, you're, they're going to burn their little feet, and you don't want that. Right? Like, if you, if you can't walk barefoot, then your dog certainly can't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I mean, you know, test it with your foot or the back of your hand. And if you can't hold it there for more than five seconds, then it's too hot. Yeah. You know, walk your dog in the backyard or, or something. So. That's yeah, my I'm spiel, glad. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely fun to bring them in the, I would say, like, the, the fall to the winter to the spring kind of deal. But once it starts getting too hot, it's just, it's not a good spot for them. Sprocket's been there, you know, a few times. I would love to bring her more, but I I know that environmentally it's not the best place. And, and some dogs can't handle it, just the noise and the, the crowds of people alone. And, you know, that's, most dogs I've seen there have been pretty good with the people and the noise because they're used to it. A lot of them have been coming there since they were puppies, too, so. But. Trust me, I love track puppies. I look forward to it. <laughs> Diesel would hate it. <laughs> He's not like loud noises? No. No, not at all. I mean, he would love the people if I could, and the dogs, if I could let him off leash, but obviously you can't. Right, um, right. Yeah, no, the noise, he would not like that. Yeah, it's definitely scary. The, the first damn VQ to go by, he'd be <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. The humans are usually screaming when those things go by, and I can't imagine it being great for a dog either. <laughs> All right, Sammy, thank you so, so much for doing this. I'm going to go eat more dinner because I'm hungry. All right, I'm about to go out and get some ice cream because, you know. Oh, I'm <laughs> jealous. Sorry, I'm going to get a Reese's Pieces ice cream sundae because it's my favorite. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to get mint ice cream now that I want mint chocolate chip. <laughs> Today's a good day for ice cream, although it did get a little chilly outside, but you know what? I'm getting ice cream and I don't fucking care. <laughs> hey guys, I want to take a minute to introduce you to our podcast sponsor, Swivel Mount. Swivel Mount is a camera mount that swivels. It's made specifically for drifting. Why waste time bothering track workers to set up your GoPro mount? You can have one you don't have to worry about. You can place it on or off any car in seconds, making it easy to get great footage. Swivel Mount uses magnets to stay on your vehicle. Your GoPro won't fall off into the guy or girl tandeming behind you. I know for me personally, I like seeing how I progress over the events. Getting a chance to see the swivel mount footage is a way to study all of my runs. Swivel mount helps capture sick footage, and you can get a custom colored flag to match your whole aesthetic. Go to www.theswivelmount.com and use code DK10 to get 10% off anything on their website. We gotta get one more weekly wisdom in before we go. Yeah, so this week's going to be a little bit different. Um, Alexis had a really good suggestion for more weekly wisdom, and you want to tell us what it is? Oh, so I saw, um, I think it was actually Ryan Turk's East Coast car had a quote on the front bumper, and I thought it'd be really good for the Whitmore Weekly Wisdom. Did you write it down, Taylor? I did not. Okay. I would not. 
I, I guess it's the Ormond weekly wisdom this week. Um, <laughs> so on its on it, it said, um, nothing changes until we do. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That one's a good one. Like, Damn, I can't take credit for that one. Thanks, Ryan Turk. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. See you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> Bye. Thank you guys again for tuning in and listening to us ramble. Definitely check out the next episode. Appreciate all your support. Don't forget to follow Drift Kitchen on Instagram and to check out their big cartel site and pick up some merch. Thanks again, guys. <laughs>